Well, welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. I am your host, Michael Delaware, and today I'm going to talk to you about a story that not a lot of people know about, and that is a man by the name of William T. Palmer, who was thought to be the last surviving guard of Napoleon Bonaparte, who died here in Michigan in 1884. He's buried at Oak Hill Cemetery in Battle Creek. It's quite an amazing story. He gave some interviews in his time to the Chicago Times about his time on the island of St. Helena guarding Napoleon. So it's quite an interesting story and one that you don't expect to hear coming from Michigan. William Thomas Palmer was born December 20th, 1799 in the parish of Hursley County of Hampshire, England. His parents were John Palmer and Rachel Hagmar, who were very poor people. His father was a sailor and died when William was just four years old, leaving Rachel with four children to raise, which he was the youngest. He had no educational advantages except those afforded by the Sabbath school, and when 10 years old, he went to work on a farm for sixpence a day and remained there eight years. He then enlisted as a private in the British Army with the 61st Regiment at Winchester, the oldest town in England. Leaving Winchester, he went to Hillsea Barracks, where he remained until March of 1819. He then sailed on the Kingston ship Abundance for the island of St. Helena and was on the water four and one-half months. He remained on that island two years, being one of the superior guards among the 4,000 soldiers who guarded Napoleon. On May 5th, 1821, at six o'clock in the evening, Napoleon died and was buried on the island four days later. May 24th, 1821, William embarked on an East India trading vessel for Portsmouth. He was in the British Army for more than 15 years and was honorably discharged at Toronto, Canada, March 31st, 1834. He received the regular gratuity of six months pay. On July 12th, 1834, he married at the College of Toronto Anne Jane Irwin, a native of Ireland. Together they would go on to have six children, three of which would die at a young age. His three surviving daughters would all go on to be married and live in Michigan. He remained in Toronto until 1836 when he moved to Otsego, New York, and then moved to Rochester in August of 1837. He later moved to Vienna, New York, and worked on the building of the railroad from Rochester to Auburn during these years. From Vienna, he moved to Newark, and in June of 1840, he moved to Battle Creek, Michigan, where he would remain until he died in 1884. According to the American Biographical History of Eminent and Self-Made Men, Michigan Volume 1, published in 1878, he was described as, in his advanced age, he enjoyed excellent health, never wore glasses, and could read the finest print fluently. He possessed sound judgment and was highly respected. His story is a fascinating one, and he gave several interviews in his time in Michigan about his military service and guarding Napoleon. When he would be interviewed by reporters, he would often show them an ancient parchment, which he took great pride in showing, that read, Toronto, March 31st, 1884. This is to certify that W.T. Palmer is an honest, sober, trustworthy man. Signed, James Baird, Officer in Command. 
1881, the Chicago Times sent two reporters to interview him in Battle Creek about his time guarding Napoleon. The following information is taken from that article, which ran in several newspapers around the country in June of that year. He was 82 years old at the time of this interview. Battle Creek, Michigan, May 9th. As it is quite generally known, there lives in this city one of the old bodyguard of Napoleon Bonaparte when he was confined on the island of St. Helena. The old gentleman is now 82 years old and has a wonderfully preserved memory and also is in good health considering his age. When the reporters arrived to interview him at William Palmer's invitation, he pushed a chair toward them and asked, Do you know what occurred 60 years ago today on the 9th of May, 1821? The reporters were startled and could not remember, much less guess. William, described as an old octogenarian by the reporters, smiled a ghostly smile and remarked that he could distinctly remember. Just 60 years ago today occurred the funeral of Napoleon Bonaparte on the island of St. Helena. I remember that event well. Would you like me to tell you of his death and his funeral? The reporters agreed to hear the story. He then began, The island where we were, St. Helena, was well guarded. There were great batteries on every commanding point, and the island swarmed with troops. Besides this, a large man of war guarded the harbor constantly. The island itself is a natural fortress, being a rocky stronghold, and on each point, lookouts were stationed to give warning of the first approach of danger. We'd had enough trouble in capturing the French king and didn't intend to let them get him back again. Every step that Napoleon took was watched. An officer walked with him constantly and kept him company, as well as guarded him, while picket lines surrounded the hill where his house was. At night, the pickets were placed all around the fence about the house and guards at the door and window, so that escape was impossible. He lived in an old story-and-a-half farmhouse. I used to see him every day walking or riding on horseback, but was always in the company with a British officer. Whenever he was away from the house, a flag was hoisted on a high pole on the hill to give notice to the pickets about the island to be on watch, and if he attempted to escape, to capture him at all hazards. But I never knew of him attempting to get away. He was dressed in citizen's clothes nearly all the time, but once in a while, he would wear a full general's uniform. He lived on that island that way for nearly six years, until at last he was taken sick, and we did not see him walking about the garden or the road near his house house. As he was a prisoner of war, no one was allowed to speak with him except his companion. We guards never knew how sick he was until finally, after he had been sick about six weeks, it was announced that he had cancer of the stomach and could not live very long. But still, we did not hardly expect that he would die as soon as he did. On the morning of May 5th, 1821, I was on picket guard duty at the fence at the foot of the lane leading to the house, when about six o'clock, I saw an orderly come running down the lane. I hallowed him and asked him what the matter was, and he replied, I've got news. Old Knapp is dead. We used to call him Old Knapp among ourselves. They kept his body for four days, and his funeral occurred on the 9th of May, 1821, just 60 years ago today. It was the largest funeral I have ever attended. Everybody on the island was there. We buried him with full military honors, 
that we knew, and we buried him so that we did not intend that anyone would dig him up again either. The grave was dug six feet deep in the solid rock, and then, after letting the coffin down, several iron bars were put crosswise on the coffin and cemented into the rock at each end, and then a big heavy stone slab was put over this and all cemented tight. He kept so well that when the French dug him up about 17 years after, he had not decayed and his features were as natural as ever. And that was the end of that quote from the article. In his final years, William Palmer lived at his home in Battle Creek with his wife, who was 76 at the time of the interview with the Chicago Times, and he pursued the trade of gardening. He was described as one who did great work in that profession. Mr. Palmer took great pride in reading a poem to visitors that he composed on board the ship on their leaving St. Helena after Napoleon's funeral. The poem was turned into a song and became quite a favorite with his regiment, which was set to music and sung by them. It runs as follows. Come all you British sailors, these many years past. You've been in chase of Bonaparte, but now he's caught at last. You may rest yourselves contented, he'll trouble you no more nor ever cause your army to leave its native shore. In 1821, I will make bold to say, at six o'clock in the morning, t'was on the 5th of May. We lost great General Bonaparte, and know he is no more. He bid adieu to all his friends on St. Helena's shore. When he bid adieu to all his friends, old Bonnie, he did say, my spirit, it will fly aloft, my body will decay. He took the broadsword in his hand and laid it by his side, in hopes his son might be revenged he drooped his head and died. Now this tyrant we have buried, as some of them did say, but he proved a friend to many a one until his dying day. Now we have done our duty, boys, and we can do no more, and now we are returning home to good old England's shore. When William Palmer died three years later, in 1884, notices of his passing was published in newspapers across the country. He was believed at the time of his death to be the last remaining soldier to have guarded Napoleon Bonaparte. Well, that's going to conclude today's episode on the story of William T. Palmer, the last surviving guard from the island of St. Helena who guarded Napoleon Bonaparte. Quite an interesting story and not one that you would expect from Michigan history. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute to leave a review on whatever app that you're using about the podcast. Uh, that helps me really reach out to new people when there's a lot of reviews out there. Hopefully you'll make a positive one. And if you'd like to find out more about me, you might want to check out my YouTube channel. It's called Michael Delaware. Very easy to find if you go on YouTube. And if you'd like to uh, reach out to me, you can reach out to me through michaeldelaware.com on my website. And there's even some links there that you can support the work that I'm doing here by buying merchandise or making direct donations. And as always, I hope you enjoyed your adventure with me today into Southwest Michigan history. I hope you'll join me next time as we take on a new topic. Thanks for listening.